It's Palm Sunday. Ha ha ha, yeah. So, um, so when I was a kid, uh, even today, so I love Palm Sunday, uh, I would show up on Sunday morning of Palm Sunday at my church, and there would be a live donkey in front of the church, and I'd be so excited. This guy in our congregation, Tom Sack, would dress up as Jesus, and he would hop on this donkey, and in between church services, which meant I got to miss Sunday school, to which I was very excited about as a young boy, um, not here, because here is so much better, right? But we, we got to go behind Tom Sack on his donkey, dressed as Jesus, and we were behind him waving palm branches, shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna to the highest, and it was just a total blast walking behind this donkey, which was being led by a Leavenworth Police Department vehicle, and uh, we got to circle around town like eight or nine blocks, and I got to be out of Sunday school. And so Palm Sunday has left lasting memories, and that was a picture, that's still a picture. Like he's still doing that um, at his church, I think, in Lawrence. There is so much to celebrate this morning. We got to welcome new members into our congregation. They have made a public profession of their faith in Jesus Christ. They have made a commitment to continue to serve here in our congregation as well and support the ministries here and of our denomination. And uh, we're excited. In a few minutes, we're also going to get to witness others' public profession of faith in Jesus Christ as we get to baptize many more people into our congregation as well. And through our membership and even through our baptism, Christ has called us to his service, into his service, so that we can be his hands and feet to this world who so desperately needs to know the hope and love of Jesus Christ. As a church, as a part of the Evangelical Covenant Church, we are a sacramental church, meaning that we believe that this baptism, this outward sign of an inward belief is more than just a sign. It's more than just a symbol that it is literally God's grace coming to meet us as we participate in this sacrament. We hold both baptism and communion as sacramental elements within our church. God's mysterious grace and his love meets us at the table and meets us as we participate in this baptism. And so although those who are getting baptized today, it's going to maybe seem a little different, but God's movement is happening at that time, and it's truly wonderful. Jesus says in Mark chapter 16, verse 16, that after our belief, we are to be baptized. In fact, Acts in chapter 2, verse 38, Peter replied, repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins, and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Also in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 21, this water in baptism symbolizes now that you are saved, not the removal from the dirt from your body, but the pledge of a clear conscience 
towards God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is Christ who is doing the movement. Baptism and faith in the participation in the sacraments, we join together and we continually are reminded of the grace that Jesus Christ has given to us. Jesus participated in these events. Jesus practiced these events. Wait, no, that was the same thing. Jesus participated in it. Jesus told us to do the same thing, and Jesus instituted this for us, which is why we believe that this is a sacramental act. Now, at 7.45 this morning, I decided to scrap three or four minutes of sacramental theology explanation. I know some of you are disappointed by that, but after Easter, I'm going to do an eight-part series on sacramental theology in which I know you're going to be thrilled about. Okay, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that either. But suffice to say that it is a mysterious, incredible act in which Christ meets us, and we are participants, and that is why, as a covenant church, we celebrate sacramental theology, and we celebrate the sacraments itself, and why is why some people have their children baptized or infants baptized who have not made a public, public profession of faith because it is their desire for them to receive that grace that God is giving. Now, as a covenant church, we practice both believer baptism and infant baptism, and we will choose not to divide over things in which there is division. We will focus on the things that unite us, which is baptism. We say baptism is good. Get baptized. That's what we need to focus on. So that's the, that's the explanation, okay? I just saved you three or four minutes. But if you're interested in learning more about what it is to be a sacramental church, come and participate in the newcomers class or come and grab me uh, after the service and ask me, where is it written? Where is it written? And I will show you where it's written. Today, we're going to look at Matthew chapter 21 and go through this passage again together that was read earlier, starting in verse 1. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there, with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them. And he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughter Zion, See, your king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. And a very large crowd gathered, and they spread their cloaks on the road, and while other cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road, the crowds that went ahead of them and those that followed shouted, Hosanna, the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, who is this? And the crowd answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. 
Jesus had been avoiding Jerusalem for some time. In fact, his disciples were urging Jesus not to go back to Jerusalem because there were people that were there that wanted to arrest him. There were people there that wanted to kill him. The disciples knew this. But now Jesus needed to fulfill his purpose, his mission that God had placed on his heart. And there wasn't going to be anything else that was going to keep him from fulfilling his God-given mission. This was the beginning of the end of his mission. And as we find out what happened when he entered to Jerusalem... We find starting in verse 12, Jesus entered the temple courts and drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. It is written, he said to them, my house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. The blind and the lame came to him at the temple and he healed them. But when the priests and the teachers of the law saw the wonderful things he did to the children, and the, er, what he did, and then the children shouting in the temple courts, they were indignant. They were mad. Do you hear what these children are saying? They asked him, yes. Jesus said, have you ever read from the lips of children and infants, you, Lord, have called forth your praise? And he left them and went out to the city of Bethany where he spent the night. And by the way, I recognize that I didn't get the scripture passage exactly right, which was on the slides, and I apologize. Because I would be in the back like, he didn't say that right. It's all right. Right after Jesus does all of these things, he then proceeds to tell two parables. And the Pharisees are listening in. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard Jesus' parable, they knew he was talking about them. They looked for a way to arrest him, but they were afraid of the crowds because the people had held that he was a prophet. Can you imagine what was going through the disciples' mind at this time? They had already wanted to prevent Jesus from going into Jerusalem because people were wanting to arrest him and to kill him. And now Jesus goes right into the temple and starts overturning the tables and starts kicking people out and saying, this is going to be called a house of prayer. You have made it a den of robbers. They're like, Jesus, you're going to get yourself killed. This is what we were trying to prevent. We knew that there was going to be some trouble if you showed up. But Jesus did not shy away from what God was calling him to do. He was obedient and fulfilling exactly what God asked him to do. He didn't shirk his responsibilities. Now, Palm Sunday is also more towards looking forward to next Sunday on Easter when we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ where he conquered death once and for all. But I would be remiss if I did not at least explain what was happening just a week earlier. Jesus did not shudder away from what he was asked to do. He boldly went in and fulfilled exactly what God was asking him to do. Proclaiming the kingdom of God. Jesus knew what he was going to do was going to lead to his death. There's a reason why Jesus says, if any of you wants to follow me, 
They must deny themselves, pick up their cross daily, and follow me. For whoever tries to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. At any given moment, at any given day of our lives, we have a choice. And we realize that there is a cost to our discipleship. Are we willing to be totally involved, totally committed in being Jesus' disciples? Or are we going to be like those who are shouting his praise one day and just a few days later shouting, crucify him? This is truly one of the most difficult parts about being a Christian. It's the dying to self to giving up one's own will in order to surrender it to God's will. We do this because we want to please God. For those of you who were here about a month ago, I told you that I struggled with this and that my mind needed to change and that I struggled on things that I felt like I was missing out on. But in fact, I really wasn't missing out on anything. Because when I chose to give up something, I was actually receiving much more from God. I began to realize that my self-denial was actually pleasing to God. And God was giving me more than I would have ever expected. Jesus is the only one that can truly offer us complete satisfaction in pleasure, everything else and anything else in this world will eventually leave us disappointed, brokenhearted, frustrated, and angry. And only God is going to serve as the faithful one throughout all your circumstances, no matter what. We have a choice every single day to be like those who are shouting Hosanna or those who are shouting crucify him. Will we praise Jesus Christ despite our pain, despite our anguish, despite our circumstances and plight, or are we going to give in to the whims of this world? Will we recognize that God is a good God and that he is a good father and that he is going to provide for us so much more than we can ever receive from anything or anyone else? Look, it's a tough task sometimes to surrender our will to Jesus. I struggle with it too. Every day, every moment, every hour, there's a choice. And thank God we have one another here in our congregation that can support us, that will love us, that will encourage us and pray for us as we go through life together, as we surrender our will to God's will. That's what we are as a community we will align our lives to the life of Christ. Today is Palm Sunday, and we give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. We are disciples of Jesus Christ, and we will shout Hosanna. We will lay down our lives every day. We will lay down our wills every day, every moment, every hour, every day. Let's pray. God, as we now get to celebrate not only your triumphal victory coming into Jerusalem and overturning the tables and starting to establish what was right and proper for worship, 
We now come together getting to celebrate not only our new members, but also those who are wanting to be submissive to you and to be baptized. Thank you for their lives. Thank you for their testimonies we're going to hear. We thank you and we praise you again for your glory and honor forever and ever. Amen.